Welcome to Coaching Conversations, a weekly discussion of topics related to coaching and the sport of volleyball at all levels. I'm your host, John Foreman, author of the CoachingVB.com blog and co-developer of the Volleyball Coaching Wizards Project. Let's dive right in. Welcome to episode 21 of the podcast. You may recall uh, one of my earlier episodes was a conversation I had with my assistant coaches, and I think uh, at least some people, okay, maybe not all people, but at least some people uh, thought it was interesting and, and liked kind of getting the behind the scenes. So it's something that I wanted to do again. Um, that being the case, I sat down with them on Zoom about a week before our first match to have a discussion uh, mainly with the intent of talking about what our responsibilities as a staff were going to be come uh, match time but also to kind of hash out some thoughts about uh, what we should do with uh, lineups and other considerations uh, you know, as we got ready for our first match. So what you're going to hear coming up here very shortly is that conversation. Um, it, <laughs> it took some editing to get it down, get it to be something that was fairly coherent and concise because the conversation as oftentimes can be the case uh wandered around and covered a few different things and there was also once or twice where we were talking about player specific stuff that wasn't really for public consumption so i wanted to make sure we didn't um have any sort of uh exposure of private issues or anything like that so i added that stuff out so what was an hour plus long conversation uh, has been significantly trimmed down. I'm going to let it kind of go. And there's a, a few points that I'll follow up on. So the kind of the outline of this one is I'll, you know, present to you what, what our conversation was about, like I said, about a week before the match, and then I'll come back at the end Uh provide you some details on some of the stuff that we talked about that in context might be a little bit lacking in information. Uh, and, and since I'm actually recording this on February 28th, 2021, after said first match, I'll give you an update on how that went and uh, where we were kind of thinking we needed to move forward from there. So with that, let's uh, roll on. You can hear us uh, chit-chat about what's coming up and what we were going to do about it. So we wanted to talk about, well, first, those, the passing stats were remarkably close. Maybe maybe not re remarkably. The For me, it was more like remarkably good. Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> Aside from G, G fell, fell off after that first initial assessment when he yeah. had those mm -hmm. perfect passes. 1.8, yeah. I think he ended up like. Yep. So, but Kevin and LJ neck and neck. What was it? Chris was a little bit behind Chi, if I remember yeah. correctly, but not a ton. But still, you know, we got a couple more days to get thoughts on those guys. I have to find mine. Um, right now, and we'll see how it goes, but right now my inclination is if LJ and Kevin are close, then I'm inclined to lean toward Kevin. Yeah. Just because he's got a set of hands for a second ball if we need to take it. And um, so for the first two, for the the, the, the non-conference, we're going to play on both D1, D2 rules. Yeah. It's obviously going to limit our substitutions. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, one thought I have had is since Tyler serve is a long way from really challenging anybody, there's an opportunity uh, for somebody to come in and, yeah, and serve him for at least one rotation. Yeah, I was thinking probably G if we had to sub. Right now, his serve is, is looking pretty solid. Yeah. If he can just keep his foot behind the end line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is true. <laughs> I mean, everybody. Put down a second down. piece of tape or something, yeah. <laughs> this one, I mean, Dickerson and Chi have both been stepping into the court, <laughs> so he's not too far behind. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was really pleased with the serving last night. Yeah, it was really the good. The guys were fairly consistently bombing some good balls mm-hmm. at each other. And, and until maybe the latter part, when we were doing the, the, the rotations – she was really going at it with his jump yeah. serve. Whereas a lot of times he'll, he'll do a few of those, but then yeah. he'll do a few of the other things, and it's like, okay, come on. I, I want mean, to, he I want you to push it do Those type of girls, when it's like there's a goal where he needs to try and get them out of system or ace, just yeah. like, I mean, that one girl, they weren't supposed to be bombing balls completely. It was, what, Tuesday? Was it Tuesday's practice, or was it last week when we did that drill, and um, I ended up having to go in a little bit because – they were just constantly acing G and LJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes that happens. Um, oh, what's the matter with like? <laughs> oh, nothing. I'm just, I'm just fixing things on my computer. I haven't done anything for volleyball in a year, so like I have what? old. St- old stat sheets that <laughs> have to clear out. Well, as long as you're prepared for Wednesday. Uh, yeah, you've got you've got a few days, Lang. Yep. Just a few. So, uh, speaking to that. That's the problem. So, so Mom, what, what did you do? What were your bench responsibilities last year? Um, I was... <laughs> Oh, okay. This is funny. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> apologies. My apologies, everybody. No, I was more so the one that was either up talking to Cook and then um, a lot of just court awareness stuff, finding open holes and spots. And then I was the one that was mostly walking up and down the bench, talking to players. If we had all of our assistant coaches there to do the stats and the manager, but otherwise I would do um, the hitting stats. The, what's the one? Well, if we had to actually – if we didn't have live stats, what's the one that, right? That was a hitting one, Lang, for the assist. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the thing that I was thinking about, I mean, if if, if Lang's going to be doing the reception stats, uh, wouldn't kick, do you have the ability to do like a, a matching set of serving stats? Are you talking to me or Lang? Lang. Well, like great serving wise, yeah. Um, I can create one because you're obviously you're not doing them in the same rally. So, is no. there, do you have anything else that would keep you from doing that? Um, not really, because I usually just do because I do our passing, the opponent's passing, grading, and then I do usually track a little bit of the headers too on service or transition, et cetera, of the opposing team. All right. The the one thing from, from our side, at least for these first couple matches that I think we really need to see 
is what Jake's distribution looks like um, to kind of make sure he's not getting stuck in certain ruts and maybe not doing enough, like pipe, for example. He has a strong tendency to forget about the pipe for a while, and you kind of have to remind him. And then he'll do a couple, and then he'll kind of go back to shooting balls out of the pipe. But if we're going to develop that, he needs to to do a bunch of those in these two matches. Uh, I mean, and, and as much as he was all rah rah yesterday about, hey, I want to kill these guys yeah. <laughs> against DML. From from our perspective, these matches are, are learning exercises. Yeah, this is get us ready for conference. So we need to be working with them on, hey, work on the things that we need to work on to to get better. And since these will be our first six-on-six six opportunities, it's going to be a lot of figuring out, okay, what are we doing well? What are we not doing so great? Adjustments, tweaks, you know, flipping lineups around to see is it best to have Chris next to the center or is it best to have Chi next to the center? Likewise with Brandon and Tyler. Um, what's that going to look like? Uh, so we can fiddle around with those. I'm kind of leaning now, having seen Kevin set last practice, like maybe throwing him into a match situation. Not the greatest thing in the world for the team at the moment, if if we don't have to do it, uh, but yeah, still giving him chances to do stuff in practice. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, is that something that you can handle relatively easy, Simone? Yes. What do you think, Ryan? That's fine. That'll work. All right, just... well... So, does Langley make me a new sheet, or do I just I need to... I have a... a sheet. Do you have a sheet? Yes. Specifically okay. for... For Sutter, for Sutter, I don't have a sheet. I have... Or you could just tell Lang, hey, do data volley, and then we'll have all of this live. <laughs> the only issue I have with that is I get game watching and that's what's going to kill me yes this is the thing you yeah that all these guys learn yeah we, we need definitely need to come up with a plan for a data volley uh, I actually I need to follow up I talked with the, uh, the guy at Nation Academy about being able to use one of their huddle licenses mm-hmm. or whatever, however it's described. Um, he was going to look into it. He's, he had a question about whether a college team could use what is ostensibly a club license. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting because all I know is when you go into the HODL account, it says this requires an upgrade. Please contact support to upgrade and has like all the breakdowns and money and stuff like right. our con- they, they're on the silver package, I believe, is what he said. Actually, I can check it real quick. Uh, which is what two steps up from we, what we have. We don't even mm-hmm. have we don't even have the metal. <laughs> we just have, uh, I think we've got what the basic of the basic package. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hundred uh, silver with a hundred hours and huddle assist. Hmm. We can get upload stats shot chart tag players, et cetera. So he was going to check into that to see if we might be able to use it somehow. Because, yeah, that would be a nice thing. 
it's all we're going to get from volumetrics is video and stats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to know, I'll have to look into it, but I want to see if I can get Huddle to give us a free guy's account. Why would they do that if we're already, if we're already paying for volumetrics? <laughs> no, so that we could, well, no, I could, never mind. No, because I could just use the girl's account. Because I was going to use the Huddle app to record our matches through uh -huh. on my iPad. Sure. And I was like, that's why I came up with the idea. But then I was like, you know what? I could just use the women's and just down I download it that way. I still have to so download you, either way. So you're thinking Huddle app on your iPad. Record down, it. Download it from Huddle after it's done. Yep. On and the then upload it to Volumetrics. Yep. Yeah, that's so I don't have to world. compress it manually. And it takes an hour and a half on my service to do. And I <laughs> don't feel like doing that anymore. Yeah, I actually, in recording practices, because the uploads to YouTube were taking forever. I mean, they still take a while. But I, I changed the resolution down to from 1080p to 720. Well, that's something I need to double check. Yeah. On this. I think uh, that's what mine's set. 720 or 1080? 1080, I'm looking right now. Mm. Is that our general settings? No. All right. Well, while you're looking at that, I uh, had an exchange with Rose today about the gym configuration because we mm -hmm. had that question about the subs and all that. Mm -hmm. um, totally fine. Like, we'll deal with it. We just, we, but she did say keep the R1 where it, where they are. So they're not, they don't want to switch the referees. They want to keep the R2 next to the score table. Okay. So we'll just have our benches on the other side. And that'll be it. Could we just, could we do the old fashioned soccer method and, you know, hold up a, pull up a board and <laughs> they just sub in from that <laughs> side? <laughs> well, we can get, we can get paddles. <laughs> yeah. do, it do it international style. <laughs> That that's oh that stuff is always so annoying. Um, or or we could get hey here's an investment. We could get the, the the tablet system they use for the international matches, where you signal through the tablet. And so, I don't, if you've ever watched, there's a tablet attached to the post in front of the mm -hmm. R2, mm -hmm. so they see what's going and and it's connected. I believe it's connected into the score system. Oh, that's cool. That would be perfect. Then you wouldn't have to bother with people waiting at the, right. at the line. It's just like, all right, yeah. there's your sub, go. Uh, anyway, but for those first two matches, it's not really going to matter that much because we're hardly going to have any subs. Oh, uh, Jesus. I'm recording video at 1080 at 30 frames a second. Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, I think I told you guys yeah, yeah, Donnie. Um, Donnie asked about why why are you guys doing the five 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 five? I think that's six of them. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> because EIVA is doing ten ten five five, and somebody said, "Well, let's break the ten and ten up." Why <laughs> do we need to keep the ten and ten in the first place? But that's how it goes. Uh, so other than that. 
Anything else on you got on your minds in terms of match prep or in match or anything like that? No, I think I'm gonna take. Um, I'm probably gonna leave early. I'm gonna try to leave early that whole first home game against Dame. I'm gonna try to change my schedule. I'm gonna talk to Christine tomorrow, my boss, and see if I can get out by four thirty. Work eight to four thirty that day and get to Medai right away. I'm assuming no one's going to be in the gym before us anyway. Um, but just getting the net up and stuff like that. I wouldn't assume that they may have practices before that. Yeah, it's, I'll have to look. Uh, Wait, why, would they, uh, why would they have a practice? Well, unless basket. The basketball teams are practicing in the mornings. But uh, softball okay. and lacrosse. To do have practices. Let me see if I can. Uh, oh, can I bring it up here? Uh, no, it doesn't look like I can bring it up. Um, I got it. I got the practice schedule. You in Outlook? Mm-hmm. Okay. Our Damon matches the fifth, right? Yes. Jesus, there's ten events that day. Good lord. Yeah, those those schedules <laughs> are kind of crazy. Um, our match is not even in. We're playing the fifth, right? Yeah, Friday, Friday the fifth. Yeah, our match is not even in the schedule. Are you looking in the gym schedule, or are you looking yeah, at the EA I, schedule? Practice schedule. No, well, that's obviously our match isn't going to be in the practice schedule. It's going to be in the gym schedule. No, rotate to gym schedule. That I don't have access to, actually, to be really honest. I, I know I do. Because I always thought practice calendar was in the same thing. But according to the practice calendar, has women's basketball going from 3.30 to 5.30 in the gym. So basketball's in the gym before us. Okay. Okay, so, so I will not there, move early. Do you, there you, early. you have your Screw answer. Screw that on you. We'll just make sure the guys are there. Mm-hmm. Set up once that's done. Softballs at uh, softball being the A. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to the first time we set the net up and have to get it measured. There is a there is a measure tool in the uh, cage. Well, and I've got a chain too on my bag. So it's always fun that for especially that first time around going. All right, how many tweaks are we gonna have to do to get this right? And then have hope the ref doesn't disagree. Um, well, it's Art and Deb, so probably not. And Deb knows the situation with that net anyway, because she wrapped half her matches last year, so she already knows it's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So we will have to probably put Aaron those balls in the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and Do we have enough balls to be fair for opposing well, teams? That's, that's the other thing we're going to have to, to look at. And I actually, I was thinking about that in our warm-up practices for the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. We should cut the balls in half and, yeah. and, and, and have them in a cart because we're going to have to do, we're going to have to work out ball circulation, especially yeah. During, yeah. during the hitting. And did we already ask basketball for um, the, two of their racks? Or? Uh, not yet, but I can, uh, I can do that as well. Or I don't know if it's already been discussed at the planning level, but yeah, they they, tr- they tried to put me on testing, 
um, setting the table for testing next week oh. on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, the day we get tested, I was like, uh, we have practice. Yep. And we have the table. in the middle of that to get tested. Yeah. Right. I think, I think Brenda will probably test us at us at the end of practice. Okay. Um, or she could hit us in the beginning of practice, I guess, depending on how early we get in it. Cause she's usually in like six 30 or something uh, from what she said. So either way, one way or another, we'll, we'll get our noses swabbed <laughs> both sides. Our brain tickled. Well, no, it's not the long one. Yeah, it's not the long it goes, one. It's the shorter one, but they go in twice, once on each side. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I got. So we don't need to drag this out unless there's any other business. No, I were we supposed to talk about um, lineup ideas or no? Did you want to do that today or no? Um, we can't. We can't. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, you can probably talk about it. At, I mean, we've got time. Right? Yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, Lang's already drawn up lineups, including ones with Nick in them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but so I mean, the, the really the two questions are well, three questions. Mm-hmm. Who's the op, who's the outside that's next to Jake? Yeah. Who's the middle that's next to Jake? And which lever do we play? And can Chris play right away? Yeah. Or does he's, he? He's totally cleared. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't our amount of practices doesn't matter or any of that. No. Okay. No. no. So, yeah, it's, I mean, otherwise, I have, yeah, I had Chi as OH1, and I think Brandon is the start starting front row, middle, I don't know. Between him and Tyler, Tyler's been more consistent with getting ball in. <laughs> <laughs> but I, my feeling is Tyler's less consistent on the blocking side of things. Yeah. So. In my, in my vision, what did we do? I'll have to go back and look. I forgot. Who did we match up against Ali last year, Simone? I can't just go back and look. Never mind. Well, we can't based off of last year because Dickerson was our starting middle. So it's we matched him up with whoever their best. Right. Did we? So Yeah. And we can't go. I mean, we, the way our last year's team was completely different than this year's. We can't really go based off of matchups because one Brandon really was not a starting middle last year he was more of a roving player and mostly went into the serve well and and this isn't to say that in certain situations or certain rotations we couldn't put Matt in the middle Mm. if if we thought the matchup was right yeah I mean Mm. I know there are certain rotations even if we started him on the right side still like I think we should based off of I mean just the better block on for the outside hitter, whoever we're matched up against, but um, there's rotations where he could flip flop in between based off of the plays that are run. They just have to remember the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There was one that they ran yesterday. Yeah. They put um, Dickerson in the middle and hit. Right. The, the issue, the issue I had with one of them was when, when Dickerson went shoot, Mm-hmm. So he ends up really far over to the left. Yeah. There's no it, way he's getting back over. Yeah. So that's something that would have to be mm-hmm. either we know we're good, we're just going to have to stay in that circumstance right. or you're going to have to run him tight. Yeah, or I think 
if they want him to run a shoot, the best option for him to do that would be when he's in that outside position, in, um, when in he's in the corner and we're in receive if he wants to run that shoot. But otherwise, I think it should be something closer to Jake so he can get around to yeah. get through. Or he just scores every single time and then yeah. that solves that problem altogether. <laughs> Yeah, the, the thing I think is that's going to be the issue with him, at least to start, is he swings low. Yeah. And he's going to have to learn to use his height. Mm-hmm. And and we really need to push Jake these next couple of days on setting these guys high. Yeah. Because he, he was leaving a lot of – he doesn't – it hasn't been a consistent problem necessarily – but certainly last practice, yeah, yeah, too was, much low, too much yeah, low. Yeah, everything was like into the net, especially the pipes, well, the big balls. Those are really low. Yeah. That was also a little bit of timing, though, too. Yeah, they're, they're still too trying to figure it out. I think just consistency all around. Yeah, he did one. It must have been on Sunday because we didn't practice on Monday. Um, or maybe it was Tuesday. But standing behind them, he set the pipe, mm-hmm. and it was one of those ones you couldn't tell yeah. that he was going there, uh-huh. which is kind of the whole idea. Right. And so they were The really one in the pipe should look basically the same from cool. here. Yeah. And that's just, you know, one of those things. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, he's... I think I do think we need to probably run a couple of drills where, I don't know if it's based off of, like, a toss, if we kind of... Um, tell the players to pass a little bit tight. He's got to work on his tight sets where the pass is tight to the net. Those mm-hmm. are, he's got to work on getting us out of that a little bit more. Cause try, I, I don't know if I need to demo to show him what I'm talking about or to, but he's reaching this way outside of his body instead of getting his body in a better position and kind of lining up with the net to push. Right. Cause then he would have a better option for his middle or the big ball to bail him out. Cause he's facing yeah. right here, but I know those tight passes are killing him. And the middles have to have to be going for it to yeah. help him out. They just yeah. have to be up. And that's one of those balls. They already have to be in the air as they see that ball is tight. And then the yeah. whoever's in the sense needs to be pretty much in the air too. As they... <laughs> we could actually do a drill. I did at MSU to, to work with the middles on going faster where they had, to, they had to hit the first ball. Uh-huh. So the leave or whoever it was intentionally passed the ball tight, tight. Mm-hmm. and the middles had to go attack. Yeah, that's a good drill to get that timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we weren't going quite that fast, but at least yeah. to get them thinking, like fast speed, they had to be up and available. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only imagine what that would look like with these guys. <laughs> Might need to buy a new net afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Would the net make it through practice? <laughs> and, and, I mean, they need, to, they need to talk a little bit more, too. It's also that I know I used to force my hitters. They need to let me know when they're there and kind of find them because I think it's easier to find your hitter's hand when they're, like, loud and you can kind of gauge a little bit more. I'm like, the amount of silence on the court while Jake is just, like, setting – they'll say, like, outside and Jake is – setting them but he has no idea where they really are because he's yeah um they do have their moments where they connect and they're talking yeah. really well and i like that they problem solve together yeah that's, that's good yeah uh and and they're willing to be you know flexible and try different things that that's good yeah the the thing we just got to be on the lookout for is don't 
try new things just because you think it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Try new things because you think it's going to score some point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, the thing that was, I've been thinking about is we just haven't we've done barely anything with blocking. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, working on some plays according to the block, and just seeing the block for Jake too, because he's not really he hasn't had the opportunity to look at the other side before he sets. Because right now they're hitting against no block whatsoever during. Frame. Yeah, when we're doing the service safe stuff, I mean, that's why we're kind of doing like that four v four to try to at least create some hit or blocker situations. But yeah, need to set something up where we have a legitimate block on the other side. Yeah. And if we just have, if all we can do is take part of mm-hmm. the court for the offense yeah. and do an isolation, then at least he can work on his vision. And mm-hmm. the blockers can start trying to work on anticipation and communication and, and getting their timing yeah. together because we just haven't done nearly enough of that. Yeah. But I mean, that's, well, you do prioritize, but I yeah. just wish we could have done more. Okay. So that was our conversation. Uh, now, uh, just to, to kind of make sure certain things weren't confusing. Uh, we, you know, we, at, early on, we were talking about uh, Tyler needing to get some better, uh, I don't know, effectiveness with his serving, which he's definitely been working on doing. So that's, a, that's some good progress there. Uh, Cook. I think Simone referenced him. That's actually the prior coach. He was here uh, something like 20 years, I think, at Madai. Um, coached the men pretty much straight through that time. Uh, coached the women, I think, in at least two, maybe three different stints as well. Uh, the we, we had a discussion of Dadavali and Huddle. Uh, I actually got my first exposure to data volley well not exposure that's i mean that's not the right word my first actual practical application of data volley uh, i'll link to the show notes to the the training that we did with jeff Liu from usa volleyball uh who helped us you know was kind of kind of learning the basics and in the introduction but this past week after the match i actually grabbed the video and started to tag it in a really basic format, and it took me a long time because I wasn't doing it right at first, and Mark Lebedeau nicely corrected, <laughs> corrected a, a major issue that I was doing, uh, which made all the difference in the world. But at least it, it gave me something that uh, we could, you know, could clip. Because one of the issues that we've got is uh, in our... In our conference, we are required to subscribe to Volumetrics, but the college will only pay for the the most basic tier, which is, from our perspective, is we upload the video, Volumetrics tags it and breaks it down, and so there are stats and all that sort of stuff, and we can see those, but we cannot actually break the video down on our end when we watch it. We can only watch the match straight through on the platform, uh, even there with some limited co- uh, ability to control the playback. So it's a really, really basic sort of thing. Um, the stats are pretty useful, but uh, like I said, I couldn't do something like clip out all the times that we were in reception and rotation one. That was why I wanted to get data volley going so that we'd be able to do some of that stuff and bring in the the, the ability to 
customize how we looked at video with our players and, and as a staff and trying to make assessments and, and things like that. And I talked about this before. So there's a, you know, we had that conversation in there about data volley and huddle and, and all that. And how, obviously data volley, does, I mean, sorry, volumetrics and huddle do have the levels, but it would cost us a lot of money to do an upgrade, which is just not in the budget right now, maybe somewhere down the line. But uh, data volley was a cheaper, if much more labor intensive uh, option. The, uh, we talked about, um, the gym configuration a little bit and, and what we're doing. Cause in our gym, in order to do the spacing that we wanted, we want to be able to do with the, with the benches, for, you know, the six feet apart and all that, uh, we're actually going to have to flip which side the benches are on, uh, because we're not having any, any spectators. So all the bleachers are going to be pushed in. So that's, that's normally opposite the benches and the score table. We're actually, our benches are actually going to be over there. So there was a question uh, about placement of the R1, the R2, the upper ref, the down ref, and how that was going to impact the dealing with substitutions, because obviously now the subs are not on the same side as the score table and, and, and that. But at the end of the day, the, the, the assigners were basically like, okay, we'll just deal with it. We know, we all know it's kind of a crazy season. So that's going to be interesting to, to work through. Um, the oh, and then related to that, where um, I kept I talked through this conversation about having two pre-conference matches. It turns out we're going to have three because our first conference match is kind of uh, I don't know. We're not sure if it's ever going to get played or not because it's against Hiram, who is a, an Ohio school. Ohio not being an adjoining state to New York, there's questions and concerns about, well, can they travel here? Or is it going to have to be quarantine issue? You know, all this sort of stuff. And we haven't at this point, as I record this, had a clear indication from the county what what's possible and what we'd be allowed to do. So we've tentatively got uh, March 13th as when we play them. But we've tended, we've also tentatively said, okay, if that can't happen, we'll put, we'll put aside April 5th as a backup date. Um, and then if we look at it and say, okay, that match isn't really going to impact the qualification or maybe seating for the conference tournament, maybe we'll just skip it. Uh, we won't necessarily need to play because it, it is, it's going to be a long trip for Hiram. Uh, and you know, that March, uh, sorry, April 5th is on a, on a Monday. So there'd be missed class time on their side, which obviously nobody wants. So that there is a possibility that match just doesn't get played. In order to meet the, the NCAA minimum uh, number of matches to, to be able to qualify for the NCAA tournament, we had to add an extra one. So Deauville was our first match. We played them away. That was the match that we were talking about, you know, prepping for. It happened on uh, February 24th. We're... We're going to play them on March 9th, a second time at our place. And, you know, in between, we're, we'll also play that the March 5th match against Damon that we referred to. So that, that'll be our three non-conference matches. Uh, we also, you also heard us talk about the protocol. When we played Deauville, we, we, uh, our warm-up basically routine was kind of similar to the way the NCAA women do it. They do a, like a 4-4-5-5. Four, four, five, five where each team has the court to themselves. 
for four minutes and then five minutes. Uh, we did a five, 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 so not this, not dissimilar. Uh, when it comes to conference, though, I believe we're going to end up doing a five, 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 five. And this is a part of a conversation that we had where somebody had said they they saw an EIVA protocol that was 10, 10, 5, 5. And none of us really liked the idea of, well, maybe not none of us, but enough of us didn't like the idea of doing 10 minutes and then 10 minutes of sitting because you're not allowed to ball handle or anything like that when the other team is on the court. Uh, so we, we kind of, I guess, decided to split up those tens into separate fives. I personally think it's too much, but you know, you, you deal with what you deal with, um, on the subject of, oh, we talked about OH1. We didn't really use the term M1. I, I, I talked and Simone definitely said OH1 in general parlance. If you're not familiar, um, the outside one and the middle one are the ones in a five, one. Uh, uh, offense that are next to the center. So that it just goes back to um, kind of setting up lineups from a balanced perspective. Doesn't necessarily mean those are your best players. It's just uh, it's locationally where they where they are. So the twos are obviously then the players that are away from the center. Uh, Matt, we mentioned uh, he's he he's our super senior. He was in middle for most of his career, and in a different situation, he would probably be middle again for us this year, but we've got three middles, and we're really thin in terms of pins, so I decided to move Matt to opposite this year. Uh, so that was, you know, just to give you some background on the conversation we were having about that um, in terms of him being able to, to swing on the right and play back row and Actually, the funny thing is, he ended up leading the team in digs in our first match with with six. So, of course, when he saw that, he immediately suggested he should be Libero. Um, other than that, uh, we talked about needing to get more blocking into the converse, into training, uh, as we've been able to get more guys in training. And this is something that I, that I document in the coaching logs. We we're, we've started to be able to do a bit more of that, where you know it's full offense against full block, so making progress there is still plenty of work to be done. Uh, just to give you a, a recap of of what happened in our match, uh, we ended up winning three zero at Deauville, and I've talked I've told a lot of people that in a, in a lot of ways it was kind of a the, the perfect outcome from at least from a coach's perspective because we won. But it was really clear that there's a lot of stuff that we could work on. Uh, and I had the guys for next practice come back with, with a homework assignment of coming up with two things that we did well, two things that we can get better at. And for the most part, the stuff they brought up was pretty similar to the stuff that I was thinking. We missed a bunch of serves, 21 and three sets, uh, 10 of them in the first set. And so the, the, the misses in the sets two and three, you know, those you're talking five and six or some some variation on that to get to 11. Not that big a deal in the men's game. Uh, but I also felt we got a bit passive in our serving in those two sets. So that's something that we, we have to we have to get better at. We, we need to, especially playing these better teams. And, and, and this, the Damon match that we've got on March 5th uh, is going to be 
a challenging one. They're they're a pretty solid uh, team. The other funny the funny story coming out of uh, the Duvalier match, our first one, was that they actually. I mean, it, you can it, you can never really say what should have happened, but they probably should have won the second set. Uh, their scorekeeping uh, blew it for them. In at two different points that ended up would have potentially you know made it a big difference. First off, it was two to two. Uh, you know, obviously early in the set, there was a bit of confusion over uh, at least on our side because uh, there was a ref touch call that our guys didn't immediately recognize. So they had kind of gone back into service even then they realized, oh, okay, it's our ball. Let's go back to serve, and inexplicably. The scorekeeper gave us an extra point to make it two three us. Um, okay, one point by itself probably isn't going to make a huge difference, but later on in the set it was sixteen fourteen Duville, and they won the rally, and the score never changed. Uh, and I only realized this going back through the video when I was tagging things in data volley, so. Because I got to the end of the set and I and I was well, actually it wasn't even the end of the set. And this was the issue, and I put something in and we had lost the rally, and at that point it should have been twenty five twenty two I believe to Duville and Daddy Volley saying hey okay you want to end the set I'm like well wait the set's not over oh I so at first I thought well maybe I had made a mistake somewhere, but nope they did twice so theoretically they could have should have would have won that set which is. Interesting. That could have made for, uh, well, certainly would have made for a longer night than we had. But anyway, so um, in terms of uh, the stuff the guys talked about, uh, they brought up the surveying. They thought the communication as uh, in the front row amongst the blockers was pretty good. Uh, they said it was way better than it was last year. There was some talk that maybe in reception they could get better. Uh, so clearly something for them to work on there. Uh, I d did talk to them about wanting to be more aggressive in the serve. Um, we did have a conversation mid, you know, after the first set, I think maybe, or into the second set with the center about changing his distribution. Uh, and, and he was being a little bit, what I would call egalitarian in that he was just kind of sharing the ball around and instead of, instead of maybe thinking more about okay, who's who, Who's most likely to score me the point, which is a mentality that, you know, setters need to have, especially in key moments. And I think he definitely did better with that as the match went along. Uh, so that's a good development point. But, like, first match, lots of stuff that you're looking at, lots of stuff that you're going to hopefully get better at. Watch some of the, the competition um, recently. You know, they're, everybody's going through the same thing. There's one team in our conference that's already played, as I you know, record this, I think six or seven matches, while others are just getting started like us. So it's it's going to be an interesting league season, that's for sure. Uh, with that, I'll wrap this up, and I uh, hope you find this interesting, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes on the website, coachingbb.com, for links and further information about this episode. You'll also be able to find a complete back catalog of prior coaching conversation. While you're there, you can sign up for my mailing list. Members find out in advance what conversations I'll be doing next and can submit questions if they like. 
If you'd like to support this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash coachingbb. Patrons get early access to every episode, as well as other special benefits along the way. I'm always interested in hearing what you think about coaching conversations and ideas you might have of topics and or guests for future episodes. You can send them to me at john at coachingbb.com, tweet them to at coachingbb, or hit me up on my Facebook page, Coaching Volleyball. All the best until next time.